This is No Stop Lights with Ken R. Hey, hey, before I opine, um, let's thank some sponsors. Mickey Finn's, largest South Carolina liquor wholesaler serving every county in the state, largest bourbon selection statewide, ship wines to 43 states, opening soon a new beverage warehouse across from Bucky's on I-95 in Florence. Um, proud USC sponsors providing um, the libations for Williams Bryce and the Colonial Liferenia. Uh PD Electric Commerce City, 705 acres of land located at the intersection of I-95 and South Carolina Highway 327, um, kind of the midway point between New York City and Miami. PD Electric or, or Marlboro PD Electric Co-op, it's kind of a, um, it's a merging of Marlboro PD Electric, excuse me, Marlboro Electric Co-op and PD Electric Co-op that have, um, that, that have really and truly emphasized economic development. They placed as a priority, dependable, affordable electricity. Uh, we know the mass migration of, um, of, of business and residents um, down south. I actually heard a, um, a bit uh, recently from one of the um, executives of a Fortune 500 company um, offered an opinion on uh, the state of the economy, where it looks like the economy's headed. Jerome Powell has made some comments recently about inflation and about um, finance and about his role responsibilities there. A a lot of people believe that the Southeast will be somewhat immune to whatever hardship heads um, the nation's way economically because of the mass migration of people into um, the South, business moving into the South. COVID kind of exacerbated that problem, accelerated some of the migration and, um, and Marlboro PD Electric Co-op is a industry leader when it comes to putting checks and boxes of questions that potential suitors have about whether or not South Carolina is, a, is an affordable and pen, dependable place um, to do business in. So thanks to Marlboro PD Electric Co-op. Thanks to Mickey Fins. We hope to have sponsors as we, um, as we pursue internet greatness um, in the name of, uh, uh, for, for those that are just joining us, I think this is our third maybe second, third, or fourth um, download of a podcast. We're learning as we go. We, um, we have gained a bit of credibility in the field of radio. Uh, we have zero credibility in the field of digital media. Um, we feel that this is worth pursuing, and we thank you who have um, joined our listenership, subscribing and, um, and uh, listening or viewing some of the content here. Thank you. And, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll get better. I'll assure you that we'll get better as time goes by. One of the biggest moments um, in American politics recently has been um, Tucker Carlson, one of the most controversial figures in American political media today, maybe the most relevant political figure in American media today. Since Rush Limbaugh passed away, I could easily argue that Tucker Carlson is probably the most relevant voice in American uh, political media discourse. I mean, MSNBC has their thing. CNN has their thing. Fox certainly has has their audience. The majority of um the, the majority of viewers to Fox, MSNBC, CNN are, are seeking affirmation. They're looking to be fed a dose of what they believe in. And, um, I mean, people by nature are somewhat insecure. We need something to put um, their arms around us to make us feel better. And um and more convinced or committed to what we um think is true, and um and we could have a debate about what the truth is. Where do you get the um the truth from? I want to use a couple of names here today as we um as we talk about 
what Tucker did on Fox News Monday night uh, when he said or when he exposed a um, just just some footage that had not been revealed to the general public. Search for words there. Um, But there there was about 41,000 minutes of footage from January 6th that had not been made available to the public. It was very questionable um, inside Washington, inside the Beltway, whether or not Kevin McCarthy had done the right thing in allowing Tucker Carlson to um, to gain control over some of the content. Um, I probably, I mean, I'm not the speaker. I'm a, I'm a radio show host and a podcast um, host, so take, what my, take my opinion with a grain of salt. But, but I would have probably rather seen Speaker McCarthy uh, allow every media outlet have access to the 41,000 uh, minutes of video, the footage that we believe paints a, um, a fairer story, a more accurate depiction of what happened um, January 6th. I'm not here to condemn, excuse me, I'm not here to condone the events of January 6th. I'm on the record. I think it was a dark day in American history. Um, I personally, uh, I'm an America First Republican, unapologetically. I personally have gone on the record and say, uh, I think Donald Trump peddled fantasy. I don't think Donald Trump incited an insurrection, but I think Donald Trump um, peddled fantasy. I think Donald Trump um, incited a degree of um, discontent. Once again, I don't think it was an insurrection. I certainly don't think Donald Trump incited an insurrection, but, but I think he tried to convince a, uh, a, a body of people that the vice president, the former vice president, Mike Pence, had the constitutional authority to do something that he simply did not have. So let, let's go to uh, the events of January 6th. Kevin McCarthy provided Fox News and Tucker Carlson with um, unedited video. I mean, it is what it is. It's, um, I mean, we've seen the most dramatic of the footage. We've seen um, what the January 6th commission wanted us to see. We've seen um, the breaking of windows, the kicking down of doors, the storming of barricades, the confrontation with law enforcement. There, there is no question that there were some people there um, creating problems, creating havoc. Uh, you, how many? I don't know. What, what percentage? I don't know. The proportionality of peaceful protesters and the proportionality of, of, of those who were up to no good, I don't have any idea what that percentage is. But, but the media and the January 6th commission try to convince you, the consuming public, that it was simply an insurrection. There's no debate. CNN, it's an insurrection. Uh, MSNBC, NBC, CBS, ABC, the likely suspects, what we'll call corporate media. Um, they sold a narrative that was um, confirmed or complicit with, uh, probably in concert with would be a better, a better way to describe it, um, the January 6th commission. Now, now I, I'll, I'll offer an opinion on the January 6th commission in just a couple of minutes or two, but I want to go to two central figures. One is a central figure in the events of January 6th. His name is Jacob Chansley. The majority of you probably know him as um, Q Shaman, QAnon Shaman. Um, Jacob Chansley was the guy, you ready, that had bison horns. His uh, his chest or face was painted red, white, and blue, shirtless. I mean, obviously, he drew a lot of attention. I mean, he would have been the um, the, the, the more noticeable of the bunch, so to speak. Um, we, we saw 
video and still photos of Jacob Chansley appearing to be out of control, appearing to be, um, you know, inciting an insurrection, appearing to be um, con- confronting law enforcement. Those, those were the, the media drops of prior to, to Tucker getting his hands on the McCarthy video. When McCarthy became Speaker of the House, he became um, in control of all the, the archive material of uh, the House of Representatives, the halls of Congress. But, but, but we were led to believe, now I never bought into this, and I don't think a lot of conservative America bought into this, but you've got 40% who believe kind of the conservative narrative. You've got 40% that believe the liberal narrative. You've got 20% that kind of believe what they're spoon-fed. I call it the Seinfeld watching crowd. I mean, they, they vote, they participate to some degree in American politics. The majority of their time is spent living their lives, raising their families, working their job, pulling for their favorite baseball, basketball, or football team, going to a rock and roll or country concert. They're, they're not as consumed by the political debate and discourse in America. Those were the people that CNN targeted, MSNBC targeted, ABC, CBS, uh, once again, the likely suspects. So Tucker um, allows the general public to see another side of the story. We saw Jacob Chansley, Q Shaman, um, bison horns and all, uh, a very measured man, a very in control of himself, observer of what was happening in the uh, in the Capitol. Th- that that brings to me an interesting point, and, and here's the road I want to diverge and and try to travel down. I don't know that we could trust Tucker Carlson to call balls and strikes. I don't know that we can trust Rachel Maddow to call balls and strikes. I don't know that we can trust Jake Tapper to call balls and strikes. Um, I surely don't trust the New York Times to call balls and strikes. I don't trust the Washington Post. I don't trust the, the news desk at NBC. Um, but, but I'm not naive. I, I understand that Fox News is a media enterprise. It's a monster. It's a monstrosity. It moves the meter in ways that very few news organizations ever have. But I don't believe what Fox sells hook, line, and sinker. I'm a viewer. I'm a consumer because I'm a conservative American, and I don't believe I get a fair shake in any other political orbit, excuse me, media orbit outside of Fox News. But when I look at the the video that Tucker made available, juxtaposed to what I'd seen for a couple of years from mainstream and corporate media, it, it led me to believe, okay, who can I trust? Who will honestly call balls and strikes? And the late Rush Limbaugh referred to Andy McCarthy a lot. Uh, Andy McCarthy is a former prosecutor. He's a contributor at Fox News. He's a, um, a longstanding fellow with a National Review. He would be a traditional Republican. I'm not saying he would be a, a neoconservative Republican, but he would be um, less Trumpy than a lot of the America Firsters are comfortable with. He would, um, I mean, if he and Tucker sat down for dinner, I would imagine they would agree 50% of the time, 50% of the time they'd probably disagree. And the majority of disagreement would be uh, the America First agenda and Donald Trump in general. But I went to Andy McCarthy to look for someone who I thought could justly and, and, and objectively call balls and strikes. And here's, here's where I landed. Now, once again, Maddow has convinced you and MSNBC, corporate media in general, and I'm talking about Chuck Todd on Meet the Press. I'm talking about George Stephanopoulos. I'm talking about the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, the New York Times. 
they have convinced American or certain percentage of Americans, and I'm talking about the middle of America, the Seinfeld watching crowd, if you will, they have convinced America that Jacob Chansley, Q Shaman, is getting exactly what he deserves. 41 months in prison. Uh, I think 30 days in solitary confinement. Uh, he pled to a charge. And um, so, so, so when I began, I remember the optics of CNN. I remember the optics of the New York Times. A, a raging and, and, and wild-eyed Jacob Chansley, Q Shaman, bison horns, red, white, blue paint, shirtless and all. And then I remember watching Monday night what Tucker revealed, that he's walking around with, um, with secret, excuse me, with um, Capital City police officers and, and other law enforcement agents who were tasked with making sure uh, the grounds of the Capitol are kept safe. It, it's, 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 it's a tale of two people. I mean, it's, you know, is, is Jacob Chansley the guy that CNN says he is, an out-of-control lunatic there to um, incite an insurrection to stop the peaceful transition of power? Or is he the guy being escorted around the Capitol, um, leisurely escorted around the grounds of the Capitol, the, the in confines of the Capitol, by um, some of the Capital City police officers? Uh, probably neither. When you, when you search for the truth, um, you, you got to find somebody that you think will objectively call balls and strikes. And I'm going to go to an article or, or a paragraph in an article that Andy McCarthy wrote in the National Review. I want to give him full credit because I think he does a good job of, um, of explaining this and, 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 and allowing a picture to be painted or portrayed that is consistent with reality. Forget CNN and MSNBC and Meet the Press and, and George Stephanopoulos. We know what they're doing. Guys, when, when, when Chuck Todd sits around one of these tables with a fancy coffee, Meet the Press, I got my Celsius and Pepsi product here. But when Chuck Todd sits at the table and, and, and offers commentary on the going zone of Washington, Chuck Todd's not allowed to say what Chuck Todd believes. He's an employee of NBC. NBC's a liberal news agency. So, I mean, you're, you're, he's a mouthpiece for corporate America. He's a mouthpiece for corporate media in general. Um, Andy McCarthy um, professes that, that he's never been ordered by Fox to comment in any way, shape, or form about anything. And McCarthy's an old hand at this. And he's gained the respect of the majority, I think, of, um, of people both inside and outside of the Beltway. Now, now, a lot of people who are watching Seinfeld have no idea who Andy McCarthy is. I watch Seinfeld, but, but also uh, plunder around in the world of American politics. I want to read a I want to read a paragraph out of this story from National Review, and and I want to offer a contrast of two figures, and, and let's kind of grapple with what's fair in America today. Where do we get truth? Uh, where, where do we what do we what, what do we consider to be a reasonable and reliable source? McCarthy says, as a matter of law, what is exculpatory or incriminating is not assessed based on a media narrative. It is assessed based on the specific charges. In the case, here the charge was that Chansley, Q. Uh, Shaman, obstructed Congress. One need not engage in an insurrection or even a riot to obstruct Congress. One need only be in a place one has no lawful right to be in and willfully engage in action that prevents Congress from conducting its proceedings. In that sense, the just-released video is the antithesis of exculpatory evidence it shows Chansley committing the crime charged. Okay, so on one extreme, you've got the, the corporate media and then and, and, and the Washington proper. I mean, I'm talking about the cathedral, the insiders, the establishment, the elites, the McConnells of the world, 
Uh, and this is not strictly bipartisan. I mean, it, it is those who have so devoted themselves to a way of life, they depend on Washington to operate a certain way. It's not about democracy. It's not about doing right by the American people. It is about what is in my best interest or, or, or by donor class's best interest. In other words, Mitch McConnell, a Republican, has no interest in defending the events of January 6th. I mean, he's certainly entitled to his opinion, but I think McCarthy's been um, less than fair of the events of January 6th and the commission that has been appointed that, that no serious person puts any credence in. I mean, you can't be a serious person and believe the January 6th commission was there to pursue the truth. Every member of that commission had voted to impeach Donald Trump. I mean, do you really believe that you're going to get a fair and accurate accounting of the events of January 6th by a, a, uh, a special committee that consists of Democrats, two Republicans, Liz Cheney, uh, Adam Kinzinger, no longer in Congress, but, but they both voted to impeach Donald Trump. So, I mean, it's a Trump witch hunt is what the, uh, the January 6th uh, special um, committee did. We'll go down that road another day. I, I want to stay here for a second because I want to talk about Jacob Chansley. Let's, for argument's sake, assume that Andy McCarthy nails it, that, that Jacob Chansley did not incite an insurrection, but he was guilty of obstructing Congress. He is a, uh, an uninvited guest into the people's house. And I get the debate about, well, that's the people's house. How can a member of the general public be um, not a welcome guest in the people's house? There's an orderly way we go into buildings. I mean, you know, you can be as conservative and, uh, and uh, as big a sport of Donald Trump as you'd like. I think it's inexcusable that, that anybody try to defend breaking down doors and busting out windows. I mean, that's just not excusable. And I think you lose credibility when you suggest that that is defensible. It's not. But, but I want to stay on Chansley for a second. So for argument's sake, let, let's, let's just assume that McCarthy is right. I mean, McCarthy's a good guy calling balls and strikes. Uh, once again, Limbaugh used him as a reference. That's good enough for me. Um, and, and I think McCarthy lays it out in a very understandable and um, an articulate way. So, so McCarthy doesn't say that Q. Shaman is an insurrectionist. He doesn't say he's guilty of inciting an insurrection. But he does say that, that he was there as part of a riot to obstruct Congress from doing its job. We, we can debate, and, and I would imagine some of you watching, listening, would disagree as to whether um, the charges were sufficient or not. I, I, I want to I compare what Jacob Chansley's been accused of, what he's been charged with, what his punishment is, with a guy named Kevin Kleinsmith. Who remembers Kevin Kleinsmith? Kevin Kleinsmith is an FBI agent. Kevin Kleinsmith was the guy that the FBI somehow coerced in to providing a FISA court judge an altered document. Kevin Kleinsmith admitted that he manipulated a document to allow for the issuance of a, uh, a FISA warrant by a FISA court judge that allowed the federal government to spy on a presidential campaign. Kevin Kleinsmith got 400 hours of community service and 12 months of probation. So, so let's, let's take Kevin Kleinsmith, who is operating under the guise of a bison, uh, a shaman, no, I mean, he's, a, he's an FBI agent. He is a serious man with extreme serious powers. He is an FBI agent. Everything he does uh, with that badge in his hand is as an FBI agent. 
So the federal government has decided that Jacob Chansley and his actions lead to a 41-month prison sentence, and, and McCarthy says he's guilty, and, and it's hard to argue he's not. Once again, I don't believe he incited an insurrection because I don't think it was an insurrection. I think it's insanity to say that there's an insurrection at the Capitol when nobody's armed. I mean, the only gun discharge was by a Capital City police officer who shot Ashley Babbitt, an unarmed female um, protester. So it's not an insurrection. Stop with that nonsense. Some of the January 6th commission can't be taken seriously when they say this is an insurrection, needs to be treated accordingly. But, but it's hard to argue that Jacob Chansley did not abuse the privileges of going into that building. He obstructed Congress from doing its job. But Kevin Kleinsmith was convinced by a superior. And I, I don't have any idea how it went down. I mean, I can speculate, and I, and I can argue that a, 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 a superior went to Kleinsmith. I mean, he's a subordinate in the world of FBI agency or the FBI um, agency in whole. But somebody went to Kleinsmith and said, um, we need to stop this Trump guy. I mean, this Trump guy is a is a a political wrecking ball. He is somebody who may or may not bring about change um, to Washington that is not in any of our best interests. And and Kevin, if you can figure out a way to alter an official document, I'm not I'm imagine this guy's now. I mean, you got a guy dressed like a bison, obstructing Congress, goes to jail for 41 months, I think 30 days in solitary confinement, and you've got an FBI agent who was willing to alter an official document, present that altered official document to a FISA court judge. The FISA court judge was led to believe that was not opposition research, but rather valid information that led him to believe that Donald Trump, former President Trump, may be uh, a Russian pawn. The Russians may be trying to influence the outcome of the election. Well, they didn't believe that because if they believed that, they'd have evidence to prove that, and they wouldn't have it alter a document. But they did alter the document. They altered the document in the name of the FBI. They altered the document in the name of the federal government. And Carter Page's name became very relevant because they basically infiltrated the Trump campaign to find out, I mean, they spied on the Trump campaign to find out whether or not they were colluding with Russia. Now, the irony of this is after the fact, we find out that indeed a 2020 presidential campaign did collude with Russia. The Steele dossier was paid for by the DNC and the Clinton campaign, and it was Russia collusion. There's no doubt about it. We had a campaign in 2020 collude with the Russians. We just didn't alter a document to pursue the wrong, or excuse me, the right campaign. We went after the wrong campaign. But, But I want us to understand how critically important it is that, that an FBI agent altered a document, led to the issuance of a FISA warrant. He gets 400 hours of community service and 12 months probation. A guy dresses like a shaman with bison horns, paint, leather pants, marches through. I mean, it, it t- take the CNN image of, a, of a, you know, just, just a man completely and totally out of control. Take the latest um, footage we have that shows him meandering about. Uh, the Capitol building with um, secret, excuse me, with um, Capitol City Police in tow. It looks to me like the biggest crime he committed was not paying his tour guides. It looked to me like for for an hour, 
um, the Capital City Police were behaving as tour guides, showing him around around the Capitol. It doesn't excuse him being in the building. It doesn't excuse the fact that he probably is guilty of obstructing Congress. But, but are we comfortable as Americans living in a country where a guy is a part of a, a riot and some people do commit acts of violence and they should be dealt with accordingly? But you've got a guy in the FBI with the leverage of the federal government willing to alter a document, probably at the request of a superior. And, and you got to believe that when Kevin Kleinsmith, I mean, I don't know how the conversation goes down, but could it have gone something like this? Could it have gone something like Kleinsmith telling his superior, man, I don't know about that. I mean, you're talking about altering an official document to mislead a judge, to issue a warrant, to allow the FBI to, fight, to spy on a presidential campaign. Are you sure we want to do that? Kevin, don't you worry about it. I mean, if you're found out, I mean, if, if we get caught in the, in, in, in the likelihood that someone exposes our actions and our antics, we got you covered. I mean, we've got you covered. And, and I don't think Klein Smith is any longer an FBI agent, but I doubt very seriously his pension is at risk. I doubt very seriously his health care is at risk. I would imagine there are people within the bowels of Washington that will take pretty good care of Kevin Klein Smith. And that's what people are, I think, so frustrated and angered by. The double standard, the, the fact that one person clearly broke the law in the name of an agency of the federal government. The Federal Bureau of Investigations allowed one of its agents to misrepresent to a judge who issued a warrant that allowed them to spy on a presidential campaign. But I mean, that's pretty serious stuff, guys. But apparently, in, in Washington proper, in our judicial branch, it's not as serious as a guy dressing up like a shaman marching through the Capitol. May have been irate at times. Uh, may, may have been a bit out of control at other times. But, but the most recent footage shows him to be a very reasonable, a very practical, a very curious man, no question about it. He's dressed like a damn bison wanting to walk around. I mean, there may be some curiosity and intrigue by some of the Capitol City police and showing him uh, around the building. But, but, but I, and, 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 and I, I want to suggest to the people watching and listening that the only way to fix this, the only way to address the, the double standard, uh, the disproportional punishment toward Jacob Chansley and Kevin Kleinsmith, is to make sure people who break the law in the name of the federal government are dealt with in a much swifter and more aggressive fashion. I don't know how long Jacob Chansley should be in prison. I don't. I don't have any idea how he puts his life back together on the other side of this imprisonment. But any FBI agent, who is willing to mislead a FISA court judge by, 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 I mean, I mean, all of us, I mean, I'll give an example. I was not the best student. It was pretty easy to turn a D into a B on my report card. I mean, it really and truly was. I mean, I, you know, I was a, a very average student. The name of this podcast is No Stoplights with Kennard. The reason the name of the podcast is No Stop Lights with Ken Ard, when I ran successfully for Lieutenant Governor of South Carolina, I, I realized very quickly that everybody was going to better educate their kid. They're going to restore fiscal sanity. They're going to build better roads and bridges. They're going to do all the wonderful things that government says it'll do when you're seeking office. But, but the one thing I said that people remembered was I'm a college dropout from a town with no stoplight. Take what I say for what it's worth. But, but I've lived in a very, very real world. I plundered around in that very, very real world. I figured out a way to win more than I lose, and I've kept my head above water. But, but in those events and experiences, I've learned a lot. 
And I've learned to be very cynical. I've learned to be very contrarian. I hate to say this, but I've learned to be somewhat of a conspiracy theorist lately. And and the government's helping my cause. I mean, the government's absolutely helping my cause. But 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 once again, we can debate the punishment doled out to Jacob Chansley. Is it fair? That's a matter of opinion. That's a matter of your perspective. But there is no way we should be comfortable with a guy working for the FBI, manipulating official documents, and not going to jail. Chansley's in jail. Klein Smith is not. And, and I would recommend to our political leadership in Washington, something has to change about that. When someone is willing to abuse the authority that the federal government gives them, they've got to be dealt with in a much more aggressive fashion. Um, manipulating a document the private sector is one thing. I mean, it's wrong, and you normally get found out. You normally pay a price or punishment. But manipulating the government or manipulating the document with, with the backstop of the federal government is another thing. And I just believe that Tucker's video is one thing. I mean, there's no question about it. It shows another side of the story. But but to me, the much deeper story is this single person named Jacob Chansley and this other person named Kevin Kleinsmith. One's in prison, one's not. Stew on that.